Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the Therapy Matters Podcast, your one-stop resource for expert insights and advice on everything therapy and rehab. I'm your host, Allison Jones, and today I'm joined by Eric Herman, co-owner of Buffalo Rehab Group. Eric, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you on the show. So before we dive into today's topic, I want to give our audience a little bit of background on who you are. So just take a minute to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your experience, a little bit about your clinic. Yeah, sounds good. So um, I'm Eric Herman. I'm the Chief Clinical Officer for Buffalo Rehab Group Physical and Occupational Therapy. Uh, We are located in Buffalo, New York. We have soon-to-be 14 clinics. Uh, We brought OT to our company uh, just uh, two years ago. Uh, We've been, uh, we were physical therapy, we've been physical therapy since 1990. And I started with the group in 2002. And in 20. 17, uh, myself and three others started uh, uh, taking, well, we took over uh, the the running of the clinics and uh, since then have have grown substantially. Um, And uh, now uh, my role is as a chief clinical officer is to ensure that our clinicians have the skills uh, needed to provide our patients with great outcomes and great experiences when they are with our clinics. Excellent. All right. And we're going to talk a little bit about outcomes today. Uh, But first, let me just do a quick introduction to our topic. So the last few weeks on the podcast, we've discussed three major challenges and opportunities facing uh, rehab therapy. We've talked about reimbursement, workforce, and technology. And we spent much of our time on reimbursement and workforce issues. So today, it's all about technology, and specifically using technology for better business and patient outcomes. And Buffalo Rehab has an interesting technology story. Your clinic has leveraged various technologies to help understand your business and also help create better outcomes for your patients. So what I'd love to do today is dig into that um, and learn a little bit more about it. Does that sound like a good start? That sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right. So what I'd like to start with is business intelligence. This is a hot button issue. Lots of people talk about it. Um, uh, and quite frankly, a lot of uh, rehab therapy uh, folks don't quite understand how to leverage business intelligence correctly in their in their practice. So when did you f- first start using um, BI in your clinic? So we started using uh, business intelligence uh, right around the time that we took over. It was like 2016, 2017. Uh, we, we brought on uh, Domo, which is a business intelligence uh, platform, and to kind of connect uh, our, our different um, uh, uh, departments. And so we use photo. We've been using uh, photo for outcomes, our outcomes tool since 2013. And then, uh, you know, merging that with um, QuickBooks and merging that with um our scheduling software that we had, we didn't have EMR back then. So um, now we also, uh, you know, attach it to our EMR system too. Um, but that allowed us to kind of look at, you know, how different points um, uh, relate to each other. So uh, how our scheduling impacts our outcomes, how our outcomes impacts our finances, and how our scheduling impacts our finances. And so we start to kind of 
connect these dots and really kind of learn what uh, helps for successful outcomes and also helps to keep our business successful. So what was what was the driver behind bringing BI into the clinic? Understanding, trying to trying to gain knowledge so then we can um, coach our teams on what really matters. So, um, you know, the, the idea that uh, having the knowledge is, is one thing, but then how do we apply the knowledge that we're gaining? So are we noticing similarities between what relates to a successful outcome with, with photo and also what relates to a successful outcome that's going to keep our business moving in the right direction, so financially. And so as we start to learn uh, the you know what works for our more successful clinicians, does that also, are those successful clinicians based on their outcome scores also successful clinicians based on, you know, re, you know revenue gained from those clinicians too? And then um, it's real nice that with, with photo, we're able to delineate between different body regions. So as we're treating someone with the spine, we get an understanding of, you know, are certain clinicians more successful with their outcomes uh, and with their maybe their scheduling habits with one area with spine because they're more comfortable treating spine and and, and then you know maybe that doesn't relate to when they treat the shoulder sh- treat shoulder patients so we get a chance to kind of really dive in a little bit deeper on on these individual uh, body regions and and have more successful coaching sessions with our with our team. And how did you go about choosing um, your vendor of choice for BI? Again, it was prior to us having EMR. So uh, a lot of the EMR software that, that I know of when we were vetting them uh, have, has business intelligence built in. So, you know, well, we didn't, we didn't have that. So when we were looking at different tools, uh, we, you know, we had everything available to us. So it wasn't, wasn't already trimmed down to, hey, you're already using this EMR software, so use this business intelligence tool. Uh, so we were, uh, it was my my business partners, they were looking into various ones. Um, and uh, one of our, one of my partners, uh, he codes. Uh, so he's a, he's a physical therapist by, by trade that's what he went to school for, but he taught himself coding also. So, um, you know, he, I think it was more or less, he felt that Domo was, the best one for him to work with. Um, and it's real nice having, you know, Steve on our team. He, he's able to, uh, you know, if he sees something, he messes around with coding. He tells me, don't touch, don't touch the wrench. Uh, don't screw anything up. Uh, but, uh, so he'll, he'll be able to write the code and then, you know, to, you know, analyze the next thing. So we, we have strategy sessions where, uh, if, if one of us is seeing something, uh, we say something, uh, we, we get together and, and, uh, problem solve is, is this the next thing we should be looking at? And and we do that on a fairly regular basis. Uh, you know, is what we're doing the best and, um, each thing, each, each, each year we, I think we learned something new that maybe we should be looking at this data point instead and, and trying to get to what, what truly is, uh, the the lead indicators that really moves the needle, and um, we, you know we we learned a lot in the last three years, 
And it seems like, you know, you know, we're on to something that seems to stick. And then six months later, we find something else, you know, maybe, maybe this is the, the thing that will help make it relatable to our clinicians. Cause ultimately uh, nobody, nobody loves talking about data that's in physical therapy. You know, it's uh you know, it's a hard, it's, it's not topic. the fun part. <laughs> right. Right. So, so if we can go ahead. I, I was just going to say, so, um, y- you know, digging into that, um, if you don't mind sharing what, what, what did you, what was something that you learned last year and maybe looked to apply, uh, to improving this year in your clinic? Clinics. So, yeah, I think the biggest thing that, that we, really pushed our clinicians to do is to schedule at their evaluation, schedule out patients for trying to get the full plan of care scheduled on, on day one. So we noticed that the best outcomes happened when with the patients that were scheduled out for their entire plan of care from the beginning. You know, so our target now is that uh, our clinicians average 42 days, so six weeks of scheduling at their evaluation. And, you know, the, the uncertainty, there is uncertainty when you're, when you're seeing a patient for an evaluation, there is some uncertainty there. But what I do know is that my patients that get the best results are working with me and my team for at least eight weeks. So the highest outcomes really occur where they're really getting back to their life. And that's what we're trying to do is help people get back to their life. So if we educate our team on, you know, how to get two thirds of your patients better is by, we know this from using our photo data from 2013 is that two thirds of patients have results that are greater than photo outcomes if they're seen for eight weeks. So uh, again, we're, we're, we get 80% of our patients through a second photo test. So this is based on 80% of the patients that we see. And if we talk to a new grad and say, Hey, you want to get two thirds of your patients better and know they're better, see them for eight weeks. And so the sooner we educate them on what the scheduling is going to need to be and not go visit by visit or week by week, we're more likely to have that successful outcome. So that's the biggest thing that we noticed. We knew that we needed to see patients, but then last year we just realized that it was, wow, the ones that we actually schedule on day one for their journey, their plan of care journey had successful outcomes. And is that just because the patient um, then just understands what they're committing to? They understand what their journey is going to look like and what they're, what they're going to have to do to get to that healthier place. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So, uh, we coach our clinicians on setting out the the journey. We call it whiteboard wisdom where we, uh, teach our clinicians how to have the conversation with the patient about the process and the expectations of physical therapy that it's not in in occupational therapy. It's not going to be something that tomorrow it's going to be magically better. This is something that we need to make changes and our body adapts and changes. And then we need to adjust the programming based on how the body adapts and changes, right? That's what we, that's what we learn in school. And I think sometimes almost forget that, that it's not like there isn't anything magic about this. It's, you know, creating change over time. And that's how our body will be able to you know, do the, like be strong enough to do the things that we want to be doing. And so we coach this to the patient day one, but then, 
all right, I'll see you Thursday. And you only schedule one visit. Well, that's not, you didn't set that patient up for success if you only schedule that one visit. Because here you talk to them how it's going to be a 12-week process for us to get you better. And then you didn't commit to that 12-week process. You didn't have that patient commit to the 12-week process because you just scheduled them two days later. And that's it. And so we found the clinicians that didn't just coach the process, but then also went ahead and you know did something active towards that process, scheduled that patient out, had the best outcomes. And this is the cool part is that using our business intelligence, we're able to see this, our office leaders, our regional coordinators, and myself get this data on a daily basis. It's automatic. And so there's no guessing. Uh, our coach-ups then are going to be, what are your barriers to helping this patient get to their outcomes, to get to their plan of care journey, finish their plan of care journey? And, and we could say, oh, geez, one of them is you're not, you're not scheduling them out for their plan of care on day one. And we know this as a great lead indicator to having a successful outcome with the patient. Now, does that also... Um... I know, you know, patient outcome is, is uh, the number one priority, but mm -hmm. second to that is, is revenue right. and, and making sure that you're getting the visits. Uh, I would imagine that also establishing this and, and, and using this approach also helps you maintain a, a very steady revenue stream. Right. Well. Cause you know, yeah, you know what's coming then too. Right. And um, so it helps all aspects of it. It helps our, uh, our, our patient service team, to know, you know, what the schedule looks, what someone's schedule looks like two weeks in advance, even too. So we can then plan for new patients that come into the system. So, you know, if we're taking care of our set schedule as our clinicians, as new patients call, we're, we're going to know where that availability is. And I'm never double booking myself then, you know, if I don't have patients scheduled out, it's my fault that an evaluation gets populated on, the, on my schedule where I know I would have this person that I've been seeing for the last three weeks, I know this is my five o'clock on Monday. If I don't have that scheduled out, I might have an evaluation two weeks from now at five o'clock on Monday because I have not continued to schedule that. So, um, you know, not just future revenue because the visit is on the schedule, but also it, it makes for my schedule to be easier long term. It makes for the other departments within our team, or other teams within our company to be able to do their job more effectively and it's it's our easiest form of communication between departments is is have a clean schedule. I'm curious, um, does this also tie in with patient satisfaction um, and levels of patient satisfaction with just understanding? Yes, yeah, it complete. It's understanding. You, 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 that was the word I was going to choose. It, it they understand what to expect. So, so, you know, patients, when they get done with us at the first day, you know, they're going to double check everything you said. So they're going to go to Dr. Google and they're going to, does everything this person told me make sense? And, um, you know, they're, if we haven't given them their expectations, if we haven't set up their expectations properly, they're going to formulate their own expectations. And if we're not meeting the expectations that they have in their head that they've come up with on their own, that's when dissatisfaction happens. So in order to, uh, you know, our role, I've, I've said this for years as I'm coaching clinicians, our role the first day is to give a patient hope. 
And, and how to build that hope is to really have a great plan. And so if you formulate this great plan, you've given them hope. And now when they go to double check, they're going to find something that matches, oh, normal healing time of the body is eight weeks. Or, you know, hey, it takes, when I tell somebody, you know, it takes three weeks in order to, to gain mobility and flexibility, consistent stretching. They can find that online and they'll find that online. So uh, I don't mind them looking up. Uh, but you know, it all sets, it's all started because I gave them the expectations of, and again, the, the really cool part is that the follow through is scheduling, you know, from the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we've and learned that commitment. Yeah, getting that commitment. Yeah. We've learned that, you know, me as a clinician committing to these times and then the patient committing to those times. You know, and it, as long as we're going through this process and following up, that's when satisfaction is high and stays high. Right. So there's no frustration on the patient side trying to call and get an appointment and not having uh, something available and then, you know, trying to manage schedules and all that frustration. Being being a patient and having done PT, you know, that could that could derail pretty quickly. Right. Me coming right. in and getting the care that I need. Um, and then somebody, this just like popped into my head as you were talking, somebody once told me that PT hurts, therapy hurts. So you have to work really hard to convince your patients to keep coming back. So, um, therapy hurts. That's an interesting one. I don't, I, 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 as part uh, of the healing process, it yeah, hurts, it, it hurts a little. But if if there's a good understanding of what we're doing, why we're doing it, then then maybe sometimes that hurt has value. Therapy is challenging, right? Because we're we're trying to create change. It is challenging, and um, I, I I usually say it instead of therapy hurts is like nobody really wants to be in therapy, right? So it's they're making a choice to 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 be there. We should feel privileged because a patient is choosing to be with us instead of all the other cool things they could be doing with their time. They're choosing to be with us. So we better provide that value each time they come in. And, and so the successful encounters are, you know, you know, each, each moment we have or each encounter we have with the, with the patient is, is our opportunity to provide value value beyond someone's expectations. And so we use N- NPS, the net promoter score for our, our patient uh, experience and satisfaction. And we, we capture that at six days after the evaluation and then at 30 days after our, our evaluation. And then also we, we allow our clinicians to send uh, an NPS questionnaire throughout the process. So as they're hearing from their patient, the you know that they're valuing the journey they're they're able to as a clinician uh push send an nps questionnaire to so that they're able to capture those positive success stories um and i think giving our clinicians the power to send it um is it was important and that's something that's something else we just recently have done so that's something else we added uh, we we really value uh, the information, so that we can continue to learn 
from that. And and the truth is that there is a correlation between you know successful patient experiences and scheduling. So there's it's it, it is pretty cool to see how it touches all of the the different points in our or all the different departments in our uh, on our team. You mentioned you know data isn't isn't the well a lot of people don't get excited about data. So you you kind of have to um make it exciting for your clinicians to you know engage with it and um understand it and really leverage it. So so how do you how do you make it exciting for them? It it starts with understanding why. So um I can talk of my own experience when we first were looking at uh, bringing photo um to to Buffalo Rehab Group and uh, I have to say I was I was a little reluctant uh even though you know in my role at the time I was um one of our uh, clinical quality uh, specialists, uh, you know, not in the current role I have, but definitely I was, I was in a coaching role and, um, I thought I was a great clinician and I felt I was a great clinician and, you know, I had patients coming back to see me because of the previous successful outcomes. I had physician groups that were specifically referring to me only. And I had, you know, patients that would refer family and friends. So all those indicators that tell you, you're doing a great job, but then to have actual data to measure, how successful I was with patients, that's a little nerve wracking. And so um, fortunately I did learn that I was, I was good at what I was doing. Um, But I did learn though, that where there was maybe areas where I could improve my, my treatment strategies. And so that's the cool part about it is that like, it depends on how you perceive the information you're gaining. And if you're using it as a way to, uh, improve yourselves and grow and uh, improve the strategies and systems and processes that you have in place. It's not as, as scary if it's not measuring. We, we really try to uh, make it the, to not be measuring um, uh, or, um, uh, you know, or, or demeaning in any way. It's more on where, where can we help you, have more successful outcomes, uh, getting our team to understand, you know, why we're, we're measuring and looking at each thing. Um, a lot of what we've done is we've changed to, um, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term right now, harping on the actual number. So yeah, we want to see our clinicians be at 120% of photo expected, uh, outcomes. So, you know, 20% higher than, than the national averages. Uh, but we don't we don't push them so much in that department. We look at it as that we want you to actually do photo. So so the the number we we harp on is and we push on is your utilization number. So we just want you to capture results right now, and that's the thing to focus on. So our what we uh, performance bonus is that you're getting eighty percent of your patients with follow-up surveys and that you're, you're capturing more than 45% of your patients on NPS surveys. 
so that you're you're going in our NPS number. It's super awesome. We're like 65% of our patients give us an NPS and we're at 80% of our patients. So yeah, we give us, we get photo outcomes at 80% of our patients. So we, we performance bonus, not on how successful your outcomes were. We performance bonus on that you're getting outcomes and we find then we get more truthful feedback from patients that way. And our clinicians aren't so worried about the results, which then allows us after we get enough data. So after we get enough data, we can give them some feedback that's truthful instead of having cherry picked data, so to speak. And, you know, the, it's not like we just want to help people be better. That goes, you know, with our patients and also our team. We want to see our team be successful and, and continue to grow in the way that they want to grow and uh, treating the patients they want to treat and, you know, that they come to work and they're passionate about what they do. So if we can create processes that allow us to improve upon that, uh, we're, we're always looking. How has all of this technology helped you run your business and better provide treatment and outcomes for your patients. Let's sum it up. So we're continuing to learn and we're not afraid to have been wrong. We're looking to advance, not just our team, not just our patients in life, but also the profession. So we we really are trying to be innovative in what we're doing and to be able to tie everything back to successful patient journeys has been very rewarding, especially like for me, it's, I'm, I'm the clinical uh, educator for our team. Uh, my, my goal is to have the best clinical outcomes and it's really neat to be able to see that successful patient journeys equals best outcomes equals best patient success stories and, and v- feeling of value with their time with us, but also helps to drive the revenue too. So when it comes down to it is that we're able to leverage the technology that we use to measure and make sure we keep measuring, find the best measurement for successful patient outcomes because that's what's going to continuously drive our business moving in the right direction. Our, our clinicians will ha- feel more successful as they continue to grow with us because they're seeing more positive outcomes with their patients and completing plan of cares. Uh, we've, been, we've been able to continuously modify what we're coaching our team and what we're measuring by being open to learning. Excellent. So any advice for um, practices out there that are looking to dip their toe into technology to help them um, improve outcomes, improve processes, workflows, any advice for them on how to get started? Educate your team on why. And what, what's the most valuable piece for the, the business, for the patient, 
and most importantly for the clinician themselves. That's that's when you'll get the best buy-in. So how does it affect, how does using the data positively impact the individual clinician? You need to hit that first. If you don't hit that, they're not going to have the buy-in to follow through with it, and they'll be frustrated by the fact that you're measuring measuring them. So start with that why first. Excellent. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation. I think we could probably go on for quite a while, uh, but we are out of time. I really appreciate you joining me today. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you to the audience for tuning into the Therapy Matters podcast, your one-stop resource for expert insights and advice on everything therapy and rehab. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Therapy Matters. Do you like the podcast? Give us a five-star rating, subscribe, and tell all your friends about the show. Want to be a guest or know someone that would be a great guest speaker? Contact me at allison.jones at raintreeinc.com. That's A-L-L-I-S-O-N dot jones at raintreeinc.com. Therapy Matters is brought to you by Raintree, therapy and rehab's favorite EMR. Raintree is the only all-in-one therapy EMR delivering a complete and seamless end-to-end patient journey from first contact to payment to patient retention. To learn more about Raintree, visit us online at raintreeinc.com.